midst of this sermon series entitled Spirit-Filled Living. It's based on Galatians chapter 5. And in the month of January, we've been talking about love. And then in February, we heard about having joy. And this morning's text, it serves as a transition between joy and our next theme, which is peace. We are reminded to rejoice in the Lord always, as Paul says. And again, I say rejoice. We can rejoice in the Lord as we have peace, the the peace of God in our lives, and as we live a Spirit-filled life. This morning, the sermon is about having peace in anxiety. Now, I'm sure that anxiety is something that all of us have experienced before. Isn't that true? Yes. I, I, yes. Thank you. So let's pray as we consider our text for today. Father in heaven, we praise you and thank you for this day. Father, we praise you and thank you for the opportunity to gather together to hear from you and your word. Father, we pray that you would open our hearts, that you would open our minds, that we would see you in a new, bright way, that we would be encouraged by the peace that we can have, even in the midst of our anxiety. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, up to this point, Marigold had not experienced a test like this one. There were some difficulties that she surely had faced in life. There was surgery. There were tests in school. She was mocked by, because of her faith. But there was no test like the test that she just had. And the result of this test would determine how her life would be moving forward. It was going to be life-changing. But the test was now over. And now all she could do is wait. Fun, isn't it? Waiting. She thought about going for a walk, but she didn't want to miss her chance to see the results. She could have ran inside the building to find out what happened, but she'd only delay the process of the results coming to her. Realistically, the best thing for her to do was to stay in the car. Well, she could have got some work done while she was in the car, but her mind wouldn't let her do that. She was so laser-focused on what might be. The weight was killing her and only led her to being anxious. To help matters, Marigold's mom called her and said, Hey, what happened? Can you let me know? Marigold could only say that the results weren't given yet. 
And then her sister would call. And her sister asked her what was going to be taking place later on that day if Marigold received a positive result. But Marigold could only guess what the results would be. Could you imagine how she was feeling? The test was finished, and she was now waiting. Don't you feel the same way sometimes? Whether it's waiting for a test, or something else that causes you to have anxiety? Don't we say that we like to watch storms, but we don't like to be in storms? And we find ourselves in difficult circumstances at times. I don't think that any of us have not been in a situation that we, were, that we would prefer not to be in. Am I wrong? It is in these times that we feel anxious. We have anxiety. So the question is, well, why do we have anxiety? Well, I have a few ideas. You know, unfortunately, I have, pl I have had plenty of opportunities to experience some anxiety. The first reason is that we don't have any control over what is happening. In Marigold's case, she was just waiting for the results. There was nothing at that point that she could have done to get those results any earlier or to get the results that she wanted. For us, it might be that we are fearful of what is to come or that we can't find a solution to our problem. And so we're anxious about it. Sure, we, should, we could feel better if we are able to control what was coming next or that we were able to control what the end result was going to be. We might think that if we had control, that we would feel less anxious and deal with the situation. But of course, we know what the problem is when we try to fix those problems by ourselves. And it enables us to be more anxious. You know, take good old Abraham, right? Abraham of the Old Testament. At 90 years old, he was promised that he was going to have an heir. 90. I just hope to be alive when I'm not 90. I'm sorry, that promise was made when he was 75. 75, and, and I certainly think I'm going to be alive at 75. At 75, he was promised that he was going to have an heir. But at age 90, Abraham had some anxiety. And so Sarah went to Abraham and said, hey, look, we can take care of this problem ourselves. You see Hagar over there? Why don't you have an heir through her? And so Hagar bears Abraham and son, and Sarah gets jealous. And so Sarah tells Abraham, hey, you know what? Hagar doesn't need to be a part of our family. Why don't you just send her way over there? 
But then what does God say? Hey, I promised you an heir, and it's going to be through Sarah. And so you can only imagine how much anxiety Abraham is now having as a result of not having a kid for 15 years and then having one through Hagar and then sending that son away. But yet God kept his promise. And when Abraham was 100, his son Isaac was born. Abraham tried to take care of his problem of of not knowing, of not being in control. And yet it led to more anxiety, more stress for his life. The second reason is something that kind of goes along with not having control. It is not understanding what is or what might happen. There could be a number of things that might transpire as a result of one's actions or one's circumstances. Only if we knew what was going to happen, we could have a plan for it. We wouldn't have to worry about what might happen. We already know, and we've planned for it. But it doesn't work that way, does it? And we are anxious because we do not know, think, that we have any help in our circumstances. We feel as though we are alone and we don't know how we will ever get out of this difficulty that we find ourselves in. If only there was someone else who could understand. Because right now it's as if no one understands our circumstances or they're oblivious to them. And it causes us to have anxiety. And what happens when we are anxious? Well, we start going in a different direction. Our anxiety may lead us to think and act the wrong way. Our focus is on our problem or our situation. We spend hours upon hours thinking how it could be different and what we need to do to fix it as if we could. And our actions reflect that. We we walk aimlessly around not getting anything else done. We stay up all night long just thinking about our issue. And then we're zombies the whole next day. So what can we do when our anxiety is there? What can we do when we are anxious about anything? Well, what does our text say? It says, do not be anxious about anything. Like we can always do that. Do not be anxious about anything, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. We have somewhere we can go when things start to rattle our cages. When we're anxious, we can turn to our Father. He tells us that we can ask Him for anything and that He will answer us in His time and according to His will. There's a song that talks about what happens when we don't go to God with our concerns. It says what peace we often forfeit. What needless pain we bear, 
all because we do not carry everything to the Lord in prayer. We can talk to Him about what's happening. He knows all about it already. And instead of us waiting for what, the results, He's waiting for us to go to Him. And it's in us going to Him we receive God's peace. God knows it all. And He invites us to share with Him our lives, our difficulties, our struggles. And He will calm our anxious hearts. He will give to us His peace. Well, you might be sitting there asking the question, well, what kind of peace is it? It is a peace that passes all understanding. In the Greek, it says that His peace goes beyond what one can think. We are limited in our understanding. There is only so much understanding that we can have. We have a limit on what we can know and understand, and yet God gives us beyond that. There is that the peace that the world knows that is temporary, that is limited, that is not enough. But God's peace goes beyond all understanding. There was a guy that had everything go wrong for him. His children died of unknown causes. He lost all of his wealth. It was just taken right from him. And so, what, does he, what do his friends do? They told him that it was his fault that all of this happened to him. Was it really his fault? No. Could he have kept his money in a, in a different place? Maybe. Could he, he have had his eyes on his children every second of every day? Well, parents, I'll let you answer that question. There were some people that wanted to, him to blame God for everything that happened. And you can imagine how frustrating all of this was for him. But he spent time with God. And yes, he complained, some, uh, he complained sometimes about his lot in life. But he had peace. He might not have understood or know, knew what was happening to him. But he was able to trust the Lord with his situation. And he believed that God was ultimately in control. At the end of the story, the man prays for his friends. And the Lord gave him back twice the amount that he originally had. Well, you may not have had a story like that before. But there was probably a time in which you were struggling in life. And people around you were asking you, well, how are you dealing with it? 
They themselves would say, hey, we're not, we're going nuts. And yet, you didn't feel the same way that they did. You knew that God was in control. And that in whatever happens, it was going to be okay. Even if it ends in death. You had God's peace. It was a peace that passed all understanding. His peace also guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. He protects our hearts and minds from going down a dark road. He keeps us from wandering away. God will not lead us astray, but He will keep us focused on what we need to be focused on, which is Him and His Word. When we start to drift off and and waver in our anxiety, He reminds us of who He is and what He has done for us through His Son, Jesus Christ. He reminds us that He is much bigger than our problems. His peace protects our hearts and our minds. We see one thing, and yet God's picture is a little different. He actually sees the end result. And we can have peace in knowing that He already does. And that He is giving us His peace through the situation. God protects our hearts and minds from what we are seeing and is with us through every situation. As we heard over the past month, Paul, who wrote the letter to the Philippian church, was beaten, whipped, shipwrecked. And at the time of his letter, he was in jail. And yet, his focus was on Jesus. Did Paul like the position that he was in? Did he like that he was in jail? Not really. But he had the right perspective. God's peace guarded his heart and his mind in Christ Jesus. In last week's sermon, he talked about, David talked about not looking at what was behind, but to continue to look ahead. And why is that? That there are a ton of things that Paul experienced in his life that were both good and bad. But he couldn't concern himself with those things. Paul could only look towards the finish line. His eyes were on heaven. What he was going through now was temporary and was not forever. And yet forever was not that far away. It's not that far away for the Lord is near and His peace will be with you. His peace is just not a one and done issue. But God's peace is a part of the fruit of the Spirit. And if you have the Spirit, you have this peace inside of you. 
For the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. But when we take our eyes off Jesus, we miss out on the peace. We miss out on the peace because we're not looking for it. We're looking to ourselves for our, at our own situation. And because of this, we are restless. But when we fix our eyes on Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, we find His peace. We find rest. And because we have peace through Jesus and are focused on Him, we no longer focus on our, on our circumstances and what might happen or not happen, but we are able to focus on those things that reflect the glory of God. And at the end of our text, we read those things. Paul says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. You know, it has been said that anxiety kills the cat. Well, at least I heard it that way. <laughs> and it kills us as well, doesn't it? There are many things in this world and in our lives that can make us anxious. From the war in Ukraine to wondering if you're going to pass your driver's test like Marigold was. Yeah, a big life changer, wasn't it? But when we are anxious, Jesus invites us to turn to Him, and He will give us His peace. Jesus invites us to talk to Him. God invites us to pray. And through this invitation, he gives us His peace. A peace that passes all understanding. And a peace that will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. You know, there's a bumper sticker that says, Find Jesus, find peace. That's kind of a hard thing to think about, isn't it? Because it's telling us the action that we must take. But yet, God invites us in that promise. We can find peace because we have Jesus. So it's our prayer today that if you have not experienced the peace of God and the peace that He offers to you, that you would find somebody who knows Jesus. And through Jesus, and His Spirit, we, all, we can have a peace that only He can provide. Amen. Let's pray together. Father in Heaven, we thank You for this day. We thank You that we can have peace in the midst of anxiety. And Father, it's so hard for us to, to get away from anxiety on our own.
There are so many things to be anxious about in our world today. But you have a peace that, can, that, that we can have that will guard our hearts and our minds. A peace that goes way beyond our understanding. Father, we pray that Your Spirit would give to us Your peace. Uh, Give to us Your peace. And so when those times come when we're anxious, when we don't know what's going to happen or what we can do, Father, may we turn to You. May we pray to You. May we bring our supplications to You. And You provide us Your peace. Just as You promised. So Father, we thank You for that promise of peace today. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand as we sing together.